Today's topic is going to be one of the most important parts of retirement planning, and that is creating income. But I'm going to take a different approach to it. And before we begin, I want to throw a scenario at you, or actually two scenarios. You tell me which one you would rather experience. We're going to start by saying that both of these women die at age 85, and they both start with the same amount of money at age 60. So first is woman A, she lives without any financial difficulties during the last few years of her life, and she leaves behind about $1 million in assets. Whereas woman B, during the last few years of her life, she struggles with her finances, and she leaves behind nothing, $0. Which of those scenarios is more appealing to you? This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is Tony Shore. Tony, you heard me introduce today's show. We're going to talk about retirement income, but before we get into it, I want to get your opinion on the two women in this scenario that I gave at the beginning. Which one of those is more appealing to you? Which one of those scenarios is more appealing to me? Um, well, in both scenarios, am I a woman? First of all, <laughs> that may, that may that's, let me let me rephrase the question. Which one of those scenarios do you think most Americans would find more appealing? Okay, that's better. Um, I I had to clarify this. Um, you know what? It sounds like the first one. I'd rather leave behind money for my loved ones. Okay. And that makes common sense, right? Right. You know, you don't have any financial difficulties during the last few years of your life and you leave a bunch of money behind versus struggling the last few years financially, right? No brainer. But let's get a little bit more to the story and see if your opinion changed. changes. Um, like I said, both women have the same amount of money at age 60, and both have the same health, okay? And they both die at the same time. So the question's gonna go, I'm gonna come back to you, but let me tell you a little bit more. Let's go back to the first woman. She retired at age 70. She worked part-time until 73 as she transitioned out of her business, and she started her retirement with about 1.2 million, and she was always worried she'd run out. In fact, to that end, she rarely spent any money, it was very frugal, and she held off doing the things that she wanted to do out of the fear that eventually 
and she would run out. So she settled into a very modest lifestyle, which she became known for, and she maintained until the day she died. Now, woman B, the one that ran out, she retired at 60, not 70, and she had that same 1.2 million. And she decided to do all the things she wanted to do in her life before the age of 70. And in fact, she spent more than half of her money by the time she was 70, and she really had to cut back during her mid-70s. And by the time 80 rolled around, she was living only on Social Security and a small amount of income from her remaining assets to the point where when she died at 85, she didn't have anything left. Now, which of those scenarios is more appealing to you? Uh, the one where you retire earlier and uh, do the things you want. So I'd switch. I, I like the second scenario better. No, now. it's too late. Too late. You can't late. switch. No, you're locked in. <laughs> Mitch can't, our editor can't edit out my first answer. No, no, but he can edit out the dress you're wearing, uh, <laughs> which is. <laughs> I am a beautiful gal in that scenario. I just want to tell everyone. So, so what happened there? I kind of threw a curveball, but um, this is a very standard situation. And you're, you bring up a very interesting point. Can I switch? I did switch, but that's very funny because people can't switch. No. Or they can, but they don't. Like, like I mentioned in the, the person that, that, you know, has a bunch of money at the end, they get eventually get into this lifestyle that they just, this is just the way I am. I'm going to be frugal. I'm not going to spend. And yeah, I got a bunch left, but you know, I can't, I can't do that. I can't go to that trip. I can't eat that. I can't go there because I'm going to run out of money. And there's this general fear in this country of running out of money. I forget the stats, but it's something along the lines of people are more afraid of running out of money and becoming destitute than they are of dying. Um, does that make sense? Uh, maybe. So what I'm finding in this country is, and the people that I meet, is that that fear of running out is something that drives them to seek help from a financial advisor. And when I approach it as, well, why not go with scenario B, people are very surprised by that. They're surprised that I would say, what about scenario B? Because all they've ever heard was, you got to be scenario A. You have to make sure you have enough and forego and, and so forth so that you don't run out of money later in life. And I'm here today to talk about whether or not that makes sense and whether or not we should be thinking that way. And I'm sure that you've had experience. You've, you've been working with people so long now, helping them plan out their uh, income and finances, especially when it comes to retirement income, that you've probably seen people in both scenarios. I absolutely have. But here's the funny part, and I always say this, you know, re retirement is about increasing income and decreasing stress. Right. There's a, there, it's, 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 a sci it's more art than science. And people come to me, and I always say, it, I can't give you the answer. It depends on your situation. So people listening, well, which is better for me? I don't know until we get to know one another. And during that process of getting to know you, I'm kind of trying to feeling out which scenario you're going to be more inclined to go in. I'm not saying that scenario A is bad. I'm just saying it's very different than scenario B. You know, spending all your money and being destitute at the end may sound like a horrible option for some people, but it could be equally horror, uh, you know, scary for people to say, I'm going to retire with a million dollars in the bank. I did something wrong. I don't want to leave anything to my kids or I want my last <laughs> check to bounce. You know, those are the type. So there's, 
I don't know which person is what until I meet them and talk to them. But what I think happens is way too often retirement planning and the safe withdrawal rates, you hear the 4% rule. I think now we're down to the 3% rule. You can only take 3%, right? 2.7. You can only take 2.7% of your, uh, of what you have saved to live off every year. Are you going to run out? You know, they're always focused on the long term. Yep. And the simulations, the Monte Carlo simulations, the spreadsheets, they're great for that. Oh, here's what it's going to look like. Here's what it will be in 30 years and so forth. And that's fine. And but that's what the robo-advisor will tell you, too. That's what most advisors will say. Yeah. They all use the same philosophy as, yeah. oh, we got to look for the long term. We don't want to run out. Uh, but what about real life? The, the, the default answer is always save more and spend less, right? That's always the answer from retirement people or yep. financial people. Yep. And I'm not even going to say financial advisors because a lot of the financial people out there aren't advisors at all. They're selling some sort of product. They're talking and, heads on television or they have a radio show that's part entertainment and just part, you know, financial tips, but they're not actual actually licensed and financial advisors. That's right. And even the fiduciaries like me who are there to give advice in your best interest, the default answer is usually save more and spend less yeah. because it's a lot easier to tell the client to, to spend less and save more. Yeah. O- overall, it's good advice in, in a lot of scenarios. Uh, do, you know, I don't I don't think you want to say that y- you shouldn't do that. But at the same time, uh, I like your point. I think where you're headed here is I should, you should be able to, if you can retire when you're healthy and spend the majority of your retirement money when you're healthy enough to enjoy it, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with health, right? It does. And that is, and tomorrow's promise to no one. So you just don't know. Right. If I said to you, Tony, and I know you love records, you know, LPs or what is it? What is you call them records? Is that what you call them? Yeah. Records or right. LPs. Vinyls. Vinyl. Vinyl. Right. So if I gave you a scenario, I said, here's $100, you have to go in the record store and you can browse around and pick out what you want and spend it all. No questions asked. The only criteria is at any point I can ring this bell. And when that bell rings, if you haven't bought it already and you don't own it, if it's in your hand or you're thinking about it, you don't get it. So you need, right? So what are you going to do when you walk in that record store? I'm going to go straight to what I, I know, and I'm hopefully prepared, and I'll just grab it and buy it. And be done with it, right? Yeah. Well, think about when it comes to life and retirement planning, there are certain things people want to do, the bucket list, right? What are they? Hello, the, Key West. Oh, sorry. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> right? Key West. <laughs> I, want to, I want to go visit Key West. But we just retired. Do we have enough money? I don't know. Maybe we'll wait. We got to do this, that, the other thing. And then before you know it, they never get there because they're always afraid they don't have enough or they got other things. Why not just get it done, right? If you know, it's easy to say with a record, you know, I'm going to buy $100 worth because it's gone. You you don't know how long you're going to be there. You don't know how long that time is going to last. So you say, I'm not going to waste any time. But when it comes to life, we don't seem to do that. You know, yeah, um, it's interesting. my mom and my mom and dad came on the show when they talked about financial advice and I ripped on them for some of the bad planning and mistakes they did. But one of <laughs> and the that's things so that my, nice of you, I mean, what a good son you are. <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. But they did say you got to retire when you, you don't necessarily need to retire to do the things you want to do. Travel when you're young and get it done. And sure enough, you know, unfortunately, sadly, my mom passed away recently um, in October. And 
but she didn't have those regrets because they did all those things yeah. and they didn't have a lot of money. And, and yeah, they probably would have had a lot more or my mom would have lot, left a lot on the table. If she didn't go, she would have had a lot more money that she saved, but I don't want it. And she couldn't spend it when she's passed away. And my dad doesn't want it. Right. So there's something to be said about it, but I want to talk to you about this concept of getting advice from people like me, even people like me who, who charge advice, fees for advice. Um, whose best interests am I working for? My clients, right? But um, is it better for me to have a client with that's destitute at the end? Or is it better for me to have a client who leaves this earth with a million in the bank or under my advisement? I charge a fee for managing assets. A lot of people do that. Right. Or some people say, I'm going to, you know, put you in this product and I get so a commission. So if you were looking out for your best interest, not to interrupt you, but I see where you're going with this. If you, if you're looking out for your best interest and we're trying to tell people what to do based on what's best for you, you would be telling them spend less, save, 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 don't spend it. Right. Exactly. Because more money you save is more money to invest and more money for me to manage and more fees to charge. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that fiduciaries or financial people are nefarious in their, in their thought thought process, but think about that for a minute. If you're charging fees based on how much is investing, uh, don't you want to have more invested? Right. Uh, Take social security early. Uh, Take the money you get and I'll invest it for you and make more than social security. will. really, will you? Yeah. I mean, people say that and I yeah. say that's ridiculous. It is. I'd rather you have more money coming from Social Security, which is tax advantaged yeah. and, and, and uh, life income and has a COLA um, more than, so than taking that money, and investing it. But whose best interest am I ask, working for in there? And so there's there's something there's a problem here with society and with financial advice that is always focused on building an asset and, you know, good. Pass it on to your kids. Well, what what about you? What about your life? And that may be what you want to do, but what if it isn't, right? I think the main reason why there's this problem is because, well, I'll ask you, Tony, which is worse, running out of money or having too much? Dave Ramsey. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't (laughs) one of the choices. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I thought there was a third choice there. What were the, I'm just kidding. Which is worse. I'm just kidding. Don't cut up those credit cards, though, until you've used them to purchase my books. So um, <laughs> I had to get a little dig in there. Uh, it's all in fun. So uh, what were the two choices, Dan? Running out of money or having too much money. Mm. Well, uh, in your scenario, in scenario two, I'd rather run out of money and do the things I want. Ah, see, you, now, you, now you're like guessing. You can't even answer a question. You have to always assume I'm going to sneak around and <laughs> twist it on you. But, I, but, but I mean, I, I'd like to be able to do the things I want and have more money, have extra oh, money. Oh, so you want a combination. Combo platter, yeah. You want the combo platter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now combo platter, do you go egg drop soup or you go egg roll? Which do you go with the soup or the egg roll? Oh, with six, you get egg roll. That's an old movie line, but uh, no, yes, egg roll. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't know too many people that don't go with the egg roll. Right. Uh, I know you people, know, some of the, I don't know, some of the millennials, they like, oh, egg drop soup. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, egg roll. Yeah. Right, totally. Well, let, let's you know, see. One is soup and the other is deep fried. 
So which do you think I'm going to pick, Dan? You take the egg roll, deep fry, and then drop it in the soup? You know, <laughs> um, The I'm, soup is just dipping sauce at that point. My my dad taught me how to cut an egg roll. I've always been doing them wrong my whole life. I oh. just cut it in half. Yeah. But I my dad cut it on like an angle. Like oh, a, yeah. You have to cut it at an angle. I've heard that. It's so much better. It's yeah. mind-blowing. It's yeah. going to change your life, Tony. Do it. This way, when you put the duck sauce on it, it's a lot easier. Mm, duck but, sauce. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> we got to hurry up and finish the show so, so I can order so, some yeah, takeout. Let, 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 um, let me wrap it up by, by following up on the solution here because you mentioned it. You know, customization. Like... You can't just say 4% rule, 3% rule, 2.7% rule, whatever it is. I'm going to take this much out and just go with it. And that's what you got for the rest of your life. You got to adjust. What if we have a terrible market in the beginning? You might have to pull back your income, your spending, right? What if we have a great market and all of a sudden you have, you're flush with cash? Are you going to stick with the same percentage? That's what you're supposed to do, but that's not real. You know, if you have an, a flush amount of cash, you get an inheritance. Oh, we just got to throw it away and there's 4% of it. I just inherited 100000 I can only take 4000 No. What if you had some things you want to do? Boom. Do it. Yeah. Right? Yep. So the whole point is when you're dealing with retirement income, you don't want to go scenario A or B. You want to create your own scenario. You want to create a fluid spending strategy. You want to build in the front-loaded spending in the early retirement. If you want that. You may not want that, right? But you might say, I want to go on a trip to Ireland as soon as I retire, that's what I've always wanted to do. But that's going to cost me six grand to do it the way I want to do it. Uh, that's not in the spending budget because I can only spend six grand this year from that pool of money. You're going to you're going to let me take six grand out? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, because I might run out of money. Yeah, you might. But what we're going to do is we're going to work within the confines of your life, doing what you want to do and get you where you want to go. And we're going to try and make it so you can do everything. And sometimes you can't. But the whole point is you got to adjust. And obviously you don't want to spend all your money the first day, you know, it's like winning a lottery and they're going broke, right? You know, that's not what it's all about. You want to build in the income streams that you need to get basic survival so that if worst case scenario, you do spend it all, at least you got something to live off of. And that's what social security is all about. You augment it. But if you can build a retirement plan and income plan that adjusts periodically, if certain thresholds are met, I'm spending too much, spending too little, boom, that's what it's all about. These hard and fast rules. And this fear of running out, overblown, I might add. You know, how many people do you know, Tony, that you've read about and seen that you just totally see them as they run out of money in retirement? They become destitute once they retire. Mm, there's quite a few I've actually seen do that. And 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 you just and what do they do? That, that they just that they just sit there and die. I mean, like what happens? Well, a lot of times they are able to make it on Social Security and some other things. Um, there is a you know, there's Medicaid that helps with certain things. It, and again, that depends on their health. Right. Right. Health is the issue. Yeah. So if you're healthy and and you're younger, relatively speaking, yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it because, you know, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, my goodness, I'm so healthy at, at 85. I'm glad I, I didn't um, do things when I was younger. I'll do them now. No, you're going to say. Or if you're unhealthy at 85, you know you're going to say, I wish I would have done it sooner. Yep. Either way, you're going to say, I wish I would have done things sooner. Yeah, I have so you know so many people, so many elderly people, oh, I wish I would have done this. And as I get older, I find myself saying, wow, back then, why didn't I do this? You know? Right. 
and this regrets we talked about. We've done shows on this. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem is that people are stuck in this mindset, including advisors, that you got to save, save, save. Now, I talk about not keeping up with the Joneses, but it's something a little different. You got to spend when you want to do certain things because that's what life's all about. And if you have to take a little bit less later in life, so be it. You'll figure it out. I, I say, you know, people are... You're gonna have Social Security if you play things right. If you set up things right early, and you and you and you plan ahead, you can do stuff earlier in retirement. It doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing approach. Why not have a flexible retirement plan? Which, by the way, is a lot more difficult to do as a retirement planner than just the four percent rule, right? Right. It's a lot more difficult to, for me to say, let's spend this twenty grand this first year on cruises. And figure out the rest of your retirement than to say, oh, no, you can't go on that cruise. Right. You know, it's a lot easier for me to to just say, don't go on the cruise and keep that 20 grand invested. Yeah. But but what am I accomplishing there? I'm helping myself make my life easier, yeah. you know. And you're I, actually under a legal fiduciary obligation to not do that, to do what is in your client's best interest, not in yours. And you're right. actually audited uh, to that effect uh, on well, a regular that, basis. That's right. But the, the, on the flip side of that, then I'm legally, since I'm legally obligated, I'm, I could be sued for not doing what's right. You know, if someone runs out yep. of money, they can come back and say, I ran out of money. Dan, let me spend it all. So what do you do? It's easier to not be sued because no one's going to sue you for having too much. <laughs> no. Right? So you just no. say, hey, don't spend, don't spend. But, you know, what would be interesting if someone said, hey, I have all this money. I'm suing my advisor. I should have spent more early. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm not boy, suggesting if I was that's retired what and, had, and had the money, uh, you know, I wouldn't hesitate with, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna live for, uh, you know, I'm going to spend winters in Key West while I'm there healthy enough to travel and enjoy it. So right? why aren't you there now? Why, why are you not there in Key West now? Bingo. Children. See show yeah, well, episode I'm still, five. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the accumulation <laughs> stage, as you call it, Dan. I'm yes. I, I've got to work, be at work every day, and the, you know the wife and kids aren't as aren't as tapped into that Key West dream. I don't know if you can be in an accumulation stage and have kids. I think it's just <laughs> yeah. That's I think a it's good called point. a transfer wealth transferring stage. <laughs> the wealth transfer, the your, the distribution your of kids. your wealth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, I uh, I threw the the children are question. little communists <laughs> because they, you have to distribute your wealth to them evenly uh, and not evenly. You don't get any; they get it all. <laughs> I don't know if that's socialism or communism, but it's something. It's some you know kind what? of badism, isn't it? And, and it often leads to a gulag. So you know, <laughs> oh, hopefully, <no. laughs> let's not go there. I mean, right. we, we love so, the kids. I mean, that's why right. we do what we do is for the kids. You know that. Dan. As long as you pay them a, a modest wage, it's not considered a gulag. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mow the lawns. So um, there we go, Tony. That was that's what I want to get across today. Hopefully, the idea um, is germinating in people's he- listeners' heads that hey, maybe this guy's onto something. Maybe I don't have to wait. Um, you know, the, I think, was it Dave Matthews had a, a, a line in one of his songs, uh, the future is no place for your better days. Ah, there you go. I think it was something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. The future is no place for your better days. Uh, the time for that is now. Right. Right. But you know, good point. But he also said, eat, drink and be merry because tomorrow we die. Uh, you know, that was one of his popular songs too. But, uh, I don't know if that's the case. So you don't want to plan for dying tomorrow. 
Um, well, I think you and Dave Matthews have spent too much time out there in that Florida sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, luckily, I didn't throw any scenarios out there where you had to choose between money or food. Um, <laughs> right. Thank you. It, <laughs> thank you for that. Try to keep it real. Yeah. But um, I hopefully, um, Tony, you'll pass along this message to people that spending in retirement isn't about you know hard and fast rules. It's about being fluid and adjusting and making changes on a periodic basis don't get trapped into this mindset because before you know it it might be too late yeah and you might not have the option to change exactly make those dreams come true dan thank you all right next next week we'll be in disney and magical and we'll do a magical show from there yeah we should do a show from disney that would be fun no no would not no (laughs) (laughs) wait yeah Unless Why we go did to I Epcot. even say that? You're right. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Especially if we bring the kids, then it. Yeah, yeah we've talked about that before. It's nice. it's the well, it's the, the hey you know what the most really the most magical place on earth is the Dolphin Financial Radio Show. We know. That. There we go. There we go. And thank you f- for tuning in. We are on Spotify now. If you want to listen that way, people might be listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Share it, tell your friends, and feel free to subscribe. And also YouTube, all these video, all these uh, podcasts that we do, I'm putting on YouTube, Tony. Yeah, yes. so they can go to YouTube to listen to the show, and then they yep, can tell, stare at a yep. picture of you while they listen, which is even well, better. I could put a picture of you up there if they prefer. You know what? But I, they I, don't. I, I don't. They don't I prefer think that. We want to <laughs> keep it positive. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dan. Great show today. That does it actually for today's episode of. Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wynn. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.